is the morning of the 27th of august 2019 good morning and welcome to pbe daily the early mornings and late night podcast my name is point blank Yvobi. thank you so much for taking the time to actually kick it with me today i took a slight hiatus from making podcast episodes because there are certain things that have to be created and to be completely honest my scatterbrain self tries to tunnel vision whenever i have to make specific things happen and in order for me to be able to make a podcast that actually makes sense not only to me but eventually to you i have to objectively make the research or pay attention to the material i'm consuming and also the, the materials i've been consuming the last couple of days uh, it's 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 had this morbid type um effect in the sense that that it you you'd think i'm going through like a downward spiral but i'm not i've been having a really really good time i'm not even stressed out as, as much as you'd expect fatigue has hit because a lot has been happening uh, i had a friday event last week celebrating steph capella steph capella killed it as i as it was expected um his his friends who came to perform shout out to dome fino um, prishon the, these these two ladies came came on stage ripped it apart and then steph capella got on stage as well and just owned the stage and to be able to play a part in the new generation of performers is one of the happiest things i ever have to do and to even be told that i played a part in their careers no matter how slight it made me grateful and later this week i get to do something with the gods and when i say the gods i mean the pioneers of what i considered pop culture for me as a as a young kid and i'll give more details about that when the day comes because i feel like uh, I'll, I'll jinx it if i say it any earlier just know we're on, we're on research mode for that as well because we want to make nostalgia have its perfect place on stage and also the the audiobook i was consuming last week which i finished today actually i, I went very very slow with this one but i i finally finished it it was a book by the the pseudonym that stephen king had and that's the reason why the last episode was about pseudonyms uh, and the book was called the long walk and the long walk i don't know i don't know which came first if it was the long walk or hunger games and i have to admit the long walk was insanity you know, the way it was put together the the level of detail and all that and there's something i've actually noticed in passing i was told that stephen king is overly descriptive i don't see a problem with this because the, the thing i like about how he writes is he has borderline the same uh scatterbrain curiosity that a person like me would have because you also we always tend to ask ourselves when you look at a situation like what was he thinking when he said that so he takes the time to write the perspective potentially broken telephone of what the person would be thinking upon saying or not saying certain lines it's kind of brilliant to be honest and i think it's probably why i'm enjoying these books so far right now i've got into the book um what's the name of the title oh the current book i'm listening to is uh firestarter i think or firebrand or something like that it's one of the stephen king audiobooks because i'm going chronologically as best as i can there's one that i have which you can't skip to certain parts of the book you just have to start from the jump and go all the way through so i'm saving that one for whichever weekend i'm going to be home not working so that i could just binge as much as i can possibly go um in the days that i was away i started to notice a couple of things that was happening not only in the news but also in everyday life here in nairobi and it's there's conversations going around and it's born from something that happened in the united states and 
the thing that happened in the United States, but what pe- what even Americans may fail to realize, and I know some of you are listening to me as we speak. Let me tell you something about the interesting and powerful thing that your country has, because you are the source of probably most of our understanding of industrialism, um, politics, and entertainment. We tend to look to you for what to and not to do what to do and what not to do we look at america a lot and the thing that i saw was it was this video clip and i haven't actually clicked on it i saw a clip on instagram and then i looked at the bio and then i started seeing headlines popping up because i, I don't like being clickbaited i fight being clickbaited as much as i can like the last time i got clickbaited rather aggressively i'd have to say was bird box and when I heard that it was, a, it was socially engineered on how I was supposed to react to it, I was kind of pissed, but I was glad I didn't get it, click on it, because I enjoyed that movie. Well, personally, I did. So, the thing that I saw was this video, it was, it was this image that said, uh, there's a place, there's a part good that's going to be played in the, in the NFL, which is the, the rugby, the, 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 sorry, the football league of the United States that's happening. And for my third world country and uh european inspired countries when i say football i don't mean soccer i mean football which is played with the hands and running up uh, anyway football and the football league the national football league for the united states has added one of my favorite rappers of all time and businessmen jay-z onto the roster of uh, activities that's happening as far as the entertainment segment and playing apart with the with the youth as far as the NFL is concerned. I mean I was I, I saw on one of my, my uh, one of the podcasts I consume that it's part of a way the NFL is trying to fix its relationship with um it's fixing its relationship with the, the young people in the United States who may not want to be affiliated with the National Football League. And that's just the vague side. And I, I want to keep it vague because I don't like what I've been consuming as far as that particular story is concerned because it feels that I probably have been misinformed from the jump. This is my understanding of the situation. A certain player of the, of the football league took a stance against police brutality by taking a knee while the national anthem of the United States was playing. Now, again, another person said that it wasn't really about uh, police brutality, it was about showing respect to the troops. See where I'm coming from with the whole uncertainty of what you're talking about because you, you have two, two or three different sources that would actually give you the information. So from that, anybody who would have a conversation with the National Football League from a stance of a black entertainer or a black businessman or a black uh, influencer in society the first reaction they get is outrage and when when the, the the only clip i really heard that was kind of tied to all this was when during a press conference jay-z was asked what about the whole thing about Kaepernick blah 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 they're not letting him play and jay-z just said okay um when he did his de- his demonstration by taking the knee, he put he made our attention be driven to the fact that police brutality exists. Okay, we have been informed that police brutality exists. 
where do we go from here what next what action should be taken and when i saw, when i heard that i was like yep i understand where that's coming from but then i started to see or hear conversations around the world of the reactions to that and we started asking ourselves like over here in kenya we're asking ourselves okay when you look at what that character in the united states and their situation was doing let's look at our situations here is there a reason why generationally we are constantly fighting ourselves or fighting that which we could do in a matter of improving not only in our politics or our social or society in, in general and I realize there's a reason why certain things don't change. It's because there's social currency in outrage. If a person can't justify putting a demonstration together, then they can't get funding for a non-governmental organization that they've created. So as a result, everything falls silent or everything remains the same. The biggest slum in the world apparently, or is what's the second or the first biggest slum, is blocks away from where I stay. and. Whenever you look at the whole idea about the slum, that slum hosts so many non-governmental organizations that you'd think by now it wouldn't be a slum anymore. Or it wouldn't be defined as a slum. It's like low-income housing. It's just not created by the government. And I've always believed that as far as the country is concerned, as long as you put a road, electricity, and water anywhere, we guarantee you will make a town in that spot. And when I was looking about, uh, at that situation, it started even make me ask the questions about, well, entertainment, for example. In entertainment, which is one of the different places that I actually get to have my my voice heard and my contribu- contribution uh, paid attention to, when my favorite entertainers come home from tours or visiting other countries within the region in concert, yes, they would like their social value to be improved because we give them the accolade they deserve. Yes, we'd like to put them on the pedestal that they deserve as far as being successful in that which they do. But it, it becomes hard to really support that if the person you're trying to support now has rage towards you because you didn't support them from the jump. There's ways we would like to support that which we care for. And the first way we'd like to do it is probably purchase the material that the person creates but if you don't have the income to actually earn a living as far as that is concerned how will you be able to support these people but then it turns into this whole outrage situation then the outrage becomes this social media situation and social media situation lasts so long that no solutions are actually found and it literally may be something about okay what, what is up with this currency that comes from outrage we literally I, i'm literally living in a, in a, in a present where no headline is actually supposed to be the article I'm about to read. The headline is so sensationalized that by the time I click on the article, I find out that it's paper thin, what they were trying to say. And I don't know why it's feared that you, don't, you can't just tell a story the way a story is supposed to be told. But when you, when you live in the world that we currently live in, you have to adapt to how stories must be told. And I get it. I do not get angry at people who are trying their level best to make an impactful move in entertainment i cannot be angry at a person for trying to do that i mean it's what do you what am i going to do begrudge you for trying to be successful that would be, that would be 
I would be remiss if I ever did that. And it's it's terrible that that's going on. But then the cool thing about all that is just yesterday, I got the chance to watch one of my favorite stand-up comedians put out a new special that actually is his reaction to the social outrage, social engineering that he himself hates being the victim of. And he spoke on it very poignantly. And I think that's the coolest thing ever. If you haven't watched it, and if you have a friend with Netflix, I say make a house party happen, get yourself some onesies, get yourself some uh, food and sit down and watch Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones. It's probably one of the coolest stand-ups so far. I can't thank it yet because one of my other favorite stand-up comedians, Bill Burr, has his coming up later. So, ask yourself, in society when you look at everything that actually has you happy or angry, what triggered it? Was it just somebody who was claiming that this was going to destroy you in a certain way and as a result you actually reacted in rage the same way because you want to be part of the people in the streets having a placard in your hands? It's a question we have to ask ourselves. And then I was listening to, in passing, I, I, I figured, okay, since I've just finished this one audiobook, and this was yesterday in the office, I finished this one audiobook, maybe I should listen to something else to actually just clean, cleanse my palate before I take in the next audiobook. And I also have a couple of lectures from Noam Chomsky and Noam Chomsky is like one of those econom- economists who takes the time to look at the world and actually break it down I don't think he's an economist I forget what his portfolio is as far as his credentials academically but bear with me in the article in, in, the, in the lecture he was giving he was speaking on how the way we look at things today is a product it's a direct and immediate product of how things started in the 1930s and in the 1930s to the present the way we've reacted to articles of of news and the way we've reacted to politics has all been engineered from the jump how angry you got the misinformation that came with it and how you could justify wars and how you could justify political moves and political accolades it's all in there a lot of stuff that was actually put together to justify uh, the taking out of certain political leaders around the world was all engineered because by telling the, pe- the public what they should think about political figures from around the world, they will take that to heart and when you ask them to mobilize and go to war for you, they will do exactly that. And he was speaking on it and there was two th- one thing he mentioned which I hope I get it right, just bear with me because I'm working with this from memory. What he said was when it came to taking out old friends of the political arrangement of the United States. The first person who they took out in recent past was Noriega and it was the claim that Noriega was this head of state who was siphoning money from the drug trade and using that money to actually using that using the money from the drug trade to oppress his people and because the drugs are moving primarily through the United States, it's causing the drug abuse epidemic in the United States and it's actually as a result, this head of state of a different country is destroying the United States via proxy and the proxy being the drug dealers. According to how Noam Chomsky was breaking it down, this guy was barely like a powerhouse per se because the country is coming from is way too small for us to consider it as a power player as far as the drug trade is concerned and because they decided to vilify this particular individual to the extent where the whole country wanted him gone it justified the united states going out and taking out a head of state who they put in power after that character apparently it only was a year before after taking out noriega they started talking about how they want to take out Saddam Hussein 
and when they decided to talk about Sheikh Saddam Hussein, who was also a minuscule head uh, state who was funded by the United States, he was given aid by the United States to avoid losing his battle with Iran at the time. And because he did that, he was cool with the United States. But then when he started having to, being too big for his breaches, they also vilified him after having no proof whatsoever to prove why they actually have to attack that country and everything, they take him out. In, in after that, we started having the 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 Arabian Spring. I think I don't know if that's what that was the what, what that's what it was called. But when all these revolutions were happening in 2011, 2010, in African countries with Isl- with Islam as the main uh, religion and the main number of people in society and main number of people in the country. It's within that period that people started start noticing cracks. And I remember when I started noticing cracks in this sense, because the first thing we were told was emails were hacked from the, the United States government and all that. And apologies for making this super political, but I feel like it leads to what I'm trying to conclude on this. In my head, I refuse to believe that an international superpower that has have had its hands in countless wars and countless peacekeeping missions and countless economic uh, arrangements can be hacked and all its information broken down to the extent that it is shared via text and stuff to different countries where their influence is present to lead to a revolution. I feel somewhere in the back of my mind i just feel like that entire spring of people taking out dictators who were put in power and protected in power by the united states were all objectively just the people wanted them out i think their usefulness fell and it all leads back to this one thing the basis of america coming up with those particular moves within its country to, to its own people is because the currency of outrage works to the advantage of the united states policies because the united states can't function without a boogeyman if it doesn't have a boogeyman nothing can work and then i look at that and then i say okay well that's politics I, these are all assumptions i could be completely wrong and i could be completely left wing of the assumption of me trying to vilify this country but then now let's look at society if we can't find a person who we all choose to hate and address, then everything else that happens around us is irrelevant. So the countermeasures to any outrage that we have is where the currency comes from. Certain blogs and, and accounts around the world that have an assay in entertainment are all born from outrage. The number of gossip blogs that exist. I mean, my beloved hip-hop is now completely bombarded by the amount of gossip being created around the wealth generated from hip-hop and the violence generated from hip-hop that the craft hasn't grown to any great extent but the beautiful thing about it is all my heroes are still in existence so as much as there's, uh, there's currency in outrage i'm glad to say the outrage doesn't hit every person and i can see that there's gonna be a change in that now, this entire podcast could have been far-fetched in everything that I've said about it, but I think in your heart of hearts, you see the sense behind why I'd even draw such conclusions for myself. Please feel free to hit me up and let's talk about this thing because find me as Point Blank Yvonne on Twitter, Instagram, all accounts out there. You can even send me an audio message here on Anchor and uh, 
drop your comments on every single one of the sites where you can find my podcast and thank you so much for the nine different platforms that enjoy this podcast and keep the numbers going up we should all consider to what extent outrage will dictate our thinking our mentality and how we go through our day to day say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all and in the word of odero uno